Johnny B Show, how can I help you? Yo, it's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I dude. texted you. Yeah, something's going on with the hotline for sure. Yeah, so I just I just did the regular line. Well, earlier the regular line was doing the same exact thing, so it got me really scared. What's what's going on, pal? Oh, you know, like I said, big weekend. It's Barbenheimer, as they call it, and this is the weirdest thing that this is like a whole movie weekend that was really organically built by social media. I mean, right. everyone joking around about this movie. And listen, Tom Cruise had a lot to do with this as well, talking about. Hey, go buy a double feature for this, you know, movie weekend. Because there was some people who looked at this like, you know, damn, that, you know, Universal and Warner Brothers going at it, you know. And there's a lot of spaces where you could spread stuff out. You know, it's kind of weird that they're both here, but they're both totally different films, uh, you know, for different audiences. But I, I do like seeing that everyone's kind of, whether it's like kind of like a social media kind of joke, memes, whatever it is, it's bringing attention to the movies, and that's always a good thing. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I honestly didn't even know what it was until about three weeks ago. And I don't know if they were doing a poor job of promoting it or what, but I had no idea what it was until about three weeks ago. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I think Barbie was obviously out there, but Oppenheimer is the one right. that I don't think everyone would exactly know exactly what that was. I mean, but right when you say the words Christopher Nolan, I mean, that's going to spark people's attention. Because uh, Nolan is one of those directors that I would deem special, whether right. it's the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, The Prestige. Uh, Nolan's one of these guys that, you know, is really impressive when he gets behind the camera. And I think when he does, you know, do projects, it's a big deal. And and this one, again, is, you know, Johnny, I wouldn't say that it's my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. And that's not a knock on this film, Oppenheimer. Right. But what I will say about Oppenheimer is that. It's probably his best film in terms of a director, what he does with it, the editing. It is three hours long. Okay. It is a character study. But it's a very interesting character study about this group of people that honestly changed the world. And the whole cast is incredible. I mean, the whole movie, I was like, is that, you know, like kind of like being with certain people showing up? I mean, they have like Oscar winners who basically showing up in a glorified cameo in a lot of ways. Um, but the person that sticks out the most for me is probably Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he's really good. I could see him getting a you know Oscar nomination in the supporting actor category. And you never know, Johnny. Sometimes they kind of pick who they want to win, and it turns into a story. And you know, Robert Downey Jr. I've said he's the greatest comeback story ever in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And I know he has Oscar nominations before, but this could be the one that could you know really propel him. They owe him one for Tropic Thunder. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, I always told you with Tropic Thunder, I, I think the victory was just that role getting nominated. Yeah. For one thing, it's a you know comedy. It's it's a risky role that he could never do today. Um, but I think that was the victory. Kind of like when Johnny Depp got nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean. No one thought he was going to win, but it was just really cool right. that he got into the mix for that role. And, and he was great in it. Um, but, it, you know, different type of role, obviously, than what he was in Tropic Thunder. But I... I do think that he's going to be in the mix for supporting actor for sure. It's it, it's a really strong role, and, and the movie itself is just really well done. Like I said, that that cast just everybody shines, everybody's good, and it's loaded. And and I mean, it's it's definitely an impressive film in terms of just filmmaking and telling a certain story that I do think is important. Because I always tell everybody, man, we dropped two like bombs that like changed the world that made people fear us you know and everything else and you know it wasn't really soldiers doing this it was scientists in right. a lab figuring it out now real quick uh can, can you give like a like a super fast synopsis for people that 
that uh, may not have an idea of what, you know, Oppenheimer, you know, or who Oppenheimer was and, like, what the movie's about. I mean, I think a lot of people know the gist, but some people are like, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. He's, he's the father of the atomic bomb. Right. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about the Manhattan Project, what went on in Los Alamos, the team that was behind it. That's what, what this film is about and what they went through to be successful and maybe some of the feelings they had about what they were doing. Because, like I said, they weren't soldiers. They weren't warmongers. They were scientists just looking for breakthroughs in the name of science and then kind of realized, oh, my God, you know, what have we done? You know, and I mean, there is an element to that, but I think it does a good job of showing everybody's size, you know, because if you know anything about history, like we were probably going to, we were going to beat the Japanese, but it was going to cost a lot of American lives. And we'd already lost a lot to begin with. So they were presented this option that could end it and they chose to do it. So, but I will say this movie's not so much about bombing Nagasaki and Hiroshima. If you're looking for a movie that's, that's what it's about. That has nothing to do with that. It is about the team who built this. So um, it's definitely going to be in the Oscar race. It, it'll, it's going to be in there for a number of awards. But what surprises me the most about this weekend is the other film I saw could totally be in some of these Oscar races, too, and that's Barbie. That's crazy. I, it's, it is, Johnny. It's, it's crazy. And I will tell you this. It has numerous scenes in it that made me laugh out loud. What? I know we joke around about Margot Robbie. Like, oh, you couldn't have found better casting than casting her as Barbie. It definitely, obviously, looks the part, but also really good in this. I mean, Margot Robbie's good in Iconia. I mean, she, this this is an actress that we really thought when we saw The Wolf of Wall Street. It's like, oh, my God, she's just smoking hot, beautiful. All true. But she's kind of showed us with these different roles, whether it's playing Harley Quinn, whether it's Iconia getting nominated for an Oscar, that she's, like, really talented. Yeah. I mean, she's really good at what she does, and she buys into this. Um, but the one who, who really stands out is Ryan Gosling as Ken. I mean, he may be in a supporting actor race with Robert Downey Jr. He's that good in it. That's exciting, man. I got So if if you had to, like, I know a lot of people are going to go watch both. I talked to Kelly last night, and, and she wants to do a bang-bang. And so they're yeah. going to they're gonna go watch it, but she said her boyfriend Jeff is a coward, so he's going to pay for both of them. Um, I'm like, well, that's not a real bang-bang then. You know what I mean? Uh, a real bang-bang, you pay for one and you, you watch both. But, um, but I... If you had to only watch one this weekend, which one would it be? Oh, God, that's tough. I mean, I think you're going to get more laughs and fun out of Barbie. And I would tell you that if you're doing a double feature, definitely start with Oppenheimer first because it's heavy. You know, it's dark. It's a drama. And then you want to lighten it up at the end. Um, That's kind of how I did it in my movie schedule this week. I had uh, Oppenheimer first and then saw Barbie after that. Um, so Barbie's a lot of fun. Now I will say this, Johnny, you know, we live in a world where whatever side you're on, both sides get angry and get worked up over this. Right. There will be people that see this as anti-guy and Uh they will have problems with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's definitely parts of the story, you know, that have to do with feminism and patriarchy. I hate to tell you, this is a Barbie movie. They're going to have some feminism in it. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Don't be dumb and don't be naive. Um, but I think it does a good job of, almost making fun of both sides. And I also think, like, if you're a dude that gets mad at this, maybe you're kind of proving the filmmaker's point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I go in, I go into anything now, whether it's streaming or a featured film, you know, knowing that there's going to be, you know, a lot of this stuff trickled in. And, and I, try to, I try to, you know, keep it from ru- ruining the experience. I, if it's really over the top, like, uh, you know, like Ted Lasso was in season three. I just kind of roll my eyes every now and then, but I still try to enjoy the product for what it is as a whole. So 
I, but yeah, I get it. There, there are some people out there that are looking to be offended every se- every second of the day, uh, whether it's on one side or the other. And you know, what are you going to do? You're going to you can't enjoy your life that way. Well, I can tell you, the people that get offended, I think they're going to be in the minority because I think this movie is going to make bank this weekend. I've seen some projections as high as 160 million. Wow, that's a hell of a number right there. I don't, I don't personally think it's going to be 160 million, but if we looked up on like Sunday and it was 120, that would not surprise me at all. Like it, it, it would not. I mean, like I said, the social media team, the marketing team has done amazing. I will also tell you, I've already seen on my social media tonight. Many women that I know are already there on opening night. And you're going to have moms bringing their daughters. And listen, the guys will probably stay away at first. That's just how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. But if people keep saying how funny it is and, you know, that it, that it is really, you know, like fun and everything else, it may start to garner some more eyes for sure. I mean, like I said, it's got numerous parts that made me laugh out loud. It's smart. It's a lot deeper than I thought it would be. It's still campy. It's still silly. But it's going to get nominations for like production design, but Johnny, because when they're in Barbie land, it, it looks like they're in a world full of toys. Like, I mean, it's, it's insane how they make it work. Costume makeup, they'll get nominated there. And you never know because if this does explode and it is like humongous, we could see something like Maverick where it finds its way into the best picture category race. It, it really could because it's going to get nominated in the globes. And that's going to help because they break it up in musical and comedy. It's definitely going to be there. Nice. And I do think this is going to be somewhat of a phenomenon where it just takes off and just keeps on trucking through the rest of the summer. I know we joked around about it wouldn't make Mario money. I mean, it, it may not make Mario money because I think Mario does cross over into guys and girls. But I do think this is just really going to be generational because Barbie's been around forever. That's nice, though. It, it is good to see that there's a – a comedy of some sorts. We've talked, we talk about this on a regular basis now that, you know, the comedies have kind of fallen off, you know, especially on the big screen. And it's nice to see not only does this have the nostalgia for, uh, you know, women, you know, 70 years old all the way down, you know, but also for it to be funny and everything else and lighthearted. It's kind of refreshing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Oppenheimer is awesome. But like you said, it's going to be three hours of, of a lot of uh, you know drama, drama and dread and, and guilt and things like that. So it's nice to see a nice comedy laying out there in the middle of summer. Yeah, and, and, and I know some people have asked, and if anybody's listening, like, is it okay to take my seven or eight-year-old to? I've always said I'm the worst person to ask this because I let my children see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's PG-13, but it's a very tame PG-13. Um, some of the jokes are innuendo that'll fly over their head, so that's fine. You know, I mean, I, I think it's okay. You know, I would say use your discretion. But, Johnny, like I told you many times, I always laugh at that comment because then they'll follow up with something like, well, I only let my children watch Disney movies. Oh, you mean when they rip Scar to pieces at the end of The Lion King or they throw yeah. the woman out the window and tangled or Bambi's mom gets shot? Right. I mean, Disney movies are full of violence. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Totally. So big weekend, obviously, with movies. And, and you know, Mission Impossible still there making money. Um, I was a little surprised that Mission Impossible didn't do as well. I, I do think there were some people that didn't realize it opened. And, you know, it was like that funky Wednesday start day. Also, you know, Barbie's going to be immune to this because of the marketing, the social media. But I do think we're going to see some movies suffer here in the next couple of weeks uh, with both strikes going on because – 
I mean, the writers were one thing, but now you have the actors. When the writers affected were your talk shows, so no one can go and do marketing, do appearances to promote the movie. But then when the actors got involved in the strike as well, that means even ones that were willing to cross the picket line or were willing to get out there and still promote it, they're not even doing it. So I've said it wouldn't surprise me if it takes a couple films to fall flat on their face to make them kind of wake up because I still think the movies are in a fragile state right now. And you actually have some good things going this summer with movies like Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now obviously Barbie and Oppenheimer. But, you know, you got to be careful here that a couple of them don't bomb because just because a couple of them hit, we need everything to be successful at this point. Is it a good time for people like myself to start sending demos to these uh, these directors and producers? I mean, uh, you know. Unless you want to get blacklisted, sure. <laughs> I think they have I mean, so that's much. that's really what it is. I mean, I, I've seen some actors that are doing, like, on social media, like Josh Lucas was like, hey, you know, we were four days away from, you know, finishing this independent film, you know, and we stand by the actors and what they're doing and the writers, but can we get an exception here? We have literally four days left to do this. Right. I mean, things may sit for a while, and that's the thing is, I mean, everything's going to get delayed. Remember, Deadpool 3 is filming with Hugh Jackman. Oh. So they were rolling along, and I heard stories that they couldn't change, couldn't ad-lib because of the script and the writer strike to be able to go out there. But the second the actors go, they all stop. That also means anything that wasn't in production, whether it's that final season of Stranger Things, delayed, delayed across the board. So yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be COVID, but it could be a situation where things start getting pushed back. Also, let's say a film needs reshoots. You can't do that. You right. know, so it, it, it can it can be bad for sure. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you know, I think Hollywood, though, they have so much. There's a there's too much content between all the streaming stuff and all the networks and all that. And they buy stuff and make some episodes and then put it in the vault. I think that that there's a lot of leverage with, you know, Hollywood at this point, because they could just start releasing all this stuff that they shelved. Potentially, there's probably decades of content that they didn't they they make and then don't even put out it yeah it doesn't see the air so I don't it'll know. be interesting what the reality stars do because a lot of people think they'll turn to reality tv i you know i i was one of the first things kind of looked into it like will you understand this so will you johnny i was wondering how the wwe was able to keep performing but supposedly they're exempt from this because obviously they have writers and obviously they are entertainers right you know and it's a storyline it's a show that is scripted with the physicality, but it is scripted, but they're able to get away with it. And, but it may be that the reality stars want to jump into it because you see like this big merger with HBO, you know, Max and Discovery. Now it's just Max and all those reality shows, whether it's, you know, Say Yes to the Dress, Dr. Pimple Popper, all those shows are going to Max. And I, I, I do understand what they mean with the, with the streaming because that's where everything's at and they just have a bad deal or, the stuff with AI where they talk about, like, they could literally scan someone to be an extra. Yeah. Where they would be on set making extra money, like, over a couple of weeks. Like, that's how people do it out there, and that's how people make it. Um, my friend would go be extras when they first move out there, you know, to, to do this. Sure. So there, there's an element of that, too, where they could just be kind of making it cheap, you know, for you. You sign in, you're basically image away. So yeah. they've got to get some some things settled, but... At the same time, have you ever looked at one of some of the, what these studio executives get paid and everything else? I mean, sure. I mean, come on. I, it, it is it is the, the rich fighting with the the richer. <laughs> it really. Is. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.